Welcome to the No Negations Podcast, a faith-based podcast that connects real-world situations and thoughts to scriptures to strengthen you. On this episode, we're talking about dealing with expectations, so let's dive into it. What's up, everyone? Welcome to another episode of the No Negations Podcast. Daryl D. Sullins Jr. is here. Ayla Sullins. And D.S. Ninja is in the house. Um, First and foremost, Dad, we got to address something here. So, listen. I look at you as a smart guy. I do. You're pretty intelligent. You digest businesses really well. You can take information and and be able to apply it to different situations. You can break down the stock stock market in words that you read like no other. How in the world can you not figure out <laughs> how to tag somebody on Instagram? <laughs> dad, how can't dad? How can't you figure it out? Like it's literally like a two step process. Yeah, they just bash the old guy. <laughs> Amongst thousands of our listeners. Just saying. Like, I just never see somebody like, you know, just he's like a he's like a whiz in everything else. But social media. Like he can't. Social media is hard. Leave him alone. You're only saying that because you're terrible too. Yeah. <laughs> I am not I am social media challenge. I, I admit. I mean, there's things in Facebook that people had, I guess. A message and stuff me to me and it's still in there and i didn't know <laughs> i just hey but don't feel bad ayla's bad too you know at least you know how to share a post you know what ayla used to do to share right she used to screenshot it and then try to upload it versus just hitting the button that says <laughs> you guys are horrible <laughs> yes to all our listeners i am instagram linkedin and Facebook challenge. Now, some things that I do is because I learned from you and, and your mom. That Obviously, I, I'm not doing I, a good job at teaching. <laughs> I can do. So if I didn't reach back out to you or something and you messaged me or sent me some type of message, I'll get to it one year. One <laughs> 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 year. Well, it's been a while, but how was your week's? Has not been a while. We yeah, that's why. I, one that's last why. Week. Yeah, that's why I went slow because I was like, "Wait, we did do one." Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, it was good. It was good. Don't remember it. Okay. No. <laughs> you were gonna what? No, I. <laughs> it's so hard to remember. Wait, was it last week that we? I feel we like let- I just go through my days sometimes. I can't remember. Was it last week that we let everyone know that we got a house? Yes. Yes. So we did that. So we're caught up. Everyone knows. Okay. Never mind. No. Well, yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. It hasn't dropped yet. Yes, it has. No, it hasn't. This yes, week. it. It'll be. Yes, it has. Oh. Wow. Wow. <laughs> hey, Peanut is putting it on her. <laughs> yeah. Let's just say I'm not completely. Dad, how was your week? My week was great. Um, As some of you know, there's a a friend of mine who's who's dealing with cancer, and and I reach out to him each week with prayer and um, and you know, and texting and 
last week uh, when I when I sent him a prayer on that day, he said it was perfect timing. So I, mm-hmm. I assume he was going through a rough challenge that that time. But God is working. God is good. And mm-hmm. he's he's able. Yeah. Um, I know, you know, some people say that as a cliche, but um, like we were talking about the verse in Romans, uh, all things work together for the good for those in Christ. And, and it's not saying the situation is good, but something good is going to come out. Of this. Yeah, it's almost expected that something good. Ah, there you go. You, saw, you, saw, <laughs> you know what you did? You what? did the exact thing that you said you weren't going to do. Stop it. Okay, look. Okay, stop. Well, stop. how was your week, D? It was good. <laughs> but it was expected to be good. <laughs> now you're reaching. Now you're reaching. <laughs> uh, <laughs> hey, you know, um, a listener had a um, had a story. Um, they were looking... People were expecting them to apply for a position because of their background, their skills, and their knowledge. And but the listener didn't feel that they can meet the expectations of the management, so they for years did not apply for a job. Mm-hmm. They did not apply because they didn't think they measured up, uh-huh. um, and so they never did. And finally. One year, they applied for the position. They went ahead and did it, and they got the position. And so the mindset was, now, I should have applied a while. And that sucks. Oh, man. It's like, because then you have that, th- that thought process, like, okay, well, what if I did this earlier? Where would I would be? Yeah. You know? Uh. Yeah. But that goes to show you that, for somebody who's a Christian, who's studying the word and who's uh, living a Christian lifestyle, should we depend or look to others' expectations or should we look to God's expectations? And how do you do that? I think, I mean, I feel like that's an easy question. I feel like in situations you have to look. I feel like it's easier said than done. Actually, you know, it's easier to be like, you know, we should look towards God's expectations. But sometimes when we're in different situations and people are saying what they think we can and can't do, that clouds our judgment. And people's treatment of you off of not meeting their expectation. That sometimes can like cause you to want to meet their expectation because you're afraid of how they're going to treat you or what they're going to say about you or any Mm -hmm. of those things. But and it's actually interesting because when we first talked about, talk, or, you know, discuss having this conversation, I didn't think of it as like not having and didn't expect enough out of myself or out of another person to do something. I automatically thought when someone had too much expectations for you, like they they kind of over like, I don't know, you know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. Like they, they They thought more than what you wanted to do or maybe was capable in that moment that was where my thought process was i never really thought thought it from like a self like a a personal level Mm -hmm. like i can't i can't do this like i didn't expect something out of myself to get to that level i i remember dealing with that and went in coaching uh sprinters coaching track i remember a parent thought their kid 
was a sprinter and they they didn't have the turnover. They didn't have the speed for that. They were more of an 800 meter runner, maybe a 400 meter runner, Mm -hmm. but they thought they should be running the 100 and 200. And even though uh, the coaching staff, we all agree that, no, they don't have the turnover, nor the speed, nor the strength to sprint 102. But their parent wanted them, wanted that for them. And no matter how many times they looked at them, they just thought they needed to run more. They needed to lift more in that. But when you put that kid in the 400, they excelled. So how do you deal with that as a person, as an individual? You know, there's a lot of things that we may want to do, but we may not be designed to do. So how do you get to that point where you're like, you know what? I need to do this instead of that. And how do you, yeah, how do you realize that? Like, why do you? I think it, it has to come in and is reading the word and see what God's purpose, his will is for you. Um, just like I, I've hear people talking, Christians talking about, they say, I want to go to seminary so I can become a pastor. Well, going to seminary doesn't make you a pastor, doesn't make you a preacher because preaching is a gift that's given by God mm-hmm. <clears throat> as he will to give it. And so you don't just say, I want to be a preacher. And then you go to seminary and you're a preacher. You more than likely won't be successful at it because God didn't purpose you for that. Yeah. And so when you try to live up, because when you can speak well, or you give a speech and people clap and they shout and do all that stuff. And they say, hey, when are you going to start preaching? I had people ask me, when are you going to start preaching? I was like, I haven't got that call. And if God called, he didn't leave it on my voicemail. You yeah. know? <laughs> wow. But I, I don't believe preaching is my gift. I believe teaching and encouragement is. Mm-hmm. But I don't believe, at least not at this time. And so... If I allow people to put that expectation on me and I try to meet their expectation and going into preaching when God didn't call me that to do that, yeah, it'd be a challenge. It'd be a disaster. Well, that leads me to this. You know, there are situations where <clears throat> individuals have a lot of weight on their shoulders. So mm-hmm. whether you're growing up in a situation where like, you know, your family is relying on you or um you know you're going through college or you're starting a new job and you have people that are relying on almost like your success on the things that you know that they expect to accomplish things that you need that needs to get done with that being said how do you if that's even in that realm and you're the only one that could do it but it's not your calling to do that how do you address like your family your loved ones and with that with that in mind you have to be honest and you have to be able to have that conversation just like you. You were in uh, started in baseball and football and track and all that. And you had you had aspired to go to the NFL. I was not going to drive you for that. You know, remember we said, look, each year you got two sports, mm-hmm. you know, and the rule was whatever you started, you had to finish. Mm-hmm. You couldn't quit. You didn't have to go out for it the next year. But I wasn't going to put this pressure on you to go run professional track or professional football, mm-hmm. anything like that. But, you know, people thought that of you. They said, wow, Deep's fast. He can do this. He's a cornerback. He, you know, he can play these positions. 
he's going to the NFL. And I'm going to ask you, was that pressured you? Was that pressure on you to meet the those expectations of people putting that on you? And at what point did you look to God and said, you're going to do what God had you to design for you to do? So here's a story. So I remember it was going into my senior year. I came home and, um, you know, just home for a weekend or whatever. But a couple of family members came over and they was asking, like, how football was going. And I was like, yeah, football's going good. You know, this I should be doing this and that this year, this year, uh, this past year, I did this and that. You know, things are just going well right now. You know, um, things are going to should be OK. And it was like, OK, um, I'm going to need I want your autograph. I was like, what? I was like, I want your autograph. I was like, because, you know, in a year or so, we're going to be watching you on TV in the NFL. That right there shook me. But then the second one that really got me was the same. It was the same summer. Um, we had to sit down with our offensive or defensive coordinator. So I'm sitting down with the defensive coordinator at the time. And he said, Daryl, you have the opportunity to be really good. Like, I can see you being one of the better cornerbacks in our conference and maybe even on a national level. But he said, you're going to have to believe that. That right there really shook me. It's like, okay, now I feel like I have a lot of pressure on my shoulders. Before every single game, I used to throw up because I had an expectation in my head, like, okay, if I don't do this right, that's going to kill my stock. You know, that's going to kill me as a player. It wasn't until after I graduated and then realized my purpose um, that that kind of went away like having that pressure feeling like i have something to prove um we were having a bible study and we were actually talking about our spiritual gifts and what god's calling us to do and so for a while i was trying to figure out what it was for me to do you know i was always that quiet guy or whatever and you know started doing the stuff with no negations and one day i got a call from the pastor from my church and he asked me to speak but putting that together and then seeing the the um seeing the response that i got after being on stage and people giving their life to Christ and then me being able to mentor um, individuals. That was when I think God waking me up saying that I, football was just a point of uh, just something in my life that I can utilize to glorify God and show God's power. And so I think that was the point for me when I realized that um, dealing with all those that situation and having that pressure on me it just was a teaching moment for me to use, utilize down the line mm-hmm. and so i think that's when i really realized it was after that first um after i did that first speaking thing that speaking um yeah the first time i spoke and then communicating with other people and then now the position that i was in mm-hmm. you know and i think that's when i yeah in other words in in i can correlate to, to what God took me through from a person who didn't like to talk to other people, who didn't want to speak in front of people. He used athletics, football, and track for you to mold you and prepare you because there's, there was a point when you started football and baseball, you were you were passive. And then you started getting more aggressive once you went to Chanel and then went on to college. You know, your play was more aggressive. And I think you gained confidence in that. And that allowed you to now get on stage and speak. Because you wouldn't open, you were in a choir and wouldn't even open your mouth. Yep. Nope. I was a mean <coughs> clapper, though. I had a nice clap on stage. 
But that's about it. <laughs> but that that was me. I was a person who didn't like to talk to other people who didn't have confidence to speak in front of people. And God used karate for me to be able to do that to homie. And I think back to the story of Joseph, what he went through getting getting uh, thrown in a pit by his brothers, getting mm-hmm. sold into slavery, getting lied on, getting thrown in the jail. And all those things that happened to him prepared him for being second in command of Egypt. Yeah. But it's not it's not easy though. Like him going through all that, all those people that had those expectations quote unquote on him, like mm-hmm. what he should and shouldn't do. Yeah. Like that that is what really gets you. What what I learned and I think Ayla had mentioned it before when she told her story. And what I learned was to say, Lord what are you trying to tell me out of this? Mm-hmm. And then search the scripture for it to, to understand. And, and at a point I was like, I don't care what position a person have. I don't care who they are or who they're ranked. And I'm going to compete against them. You know, I was like, they put their pants on one leg at a time. Like I do, they bleed the same color blood that I do. Mm-hmm. And God is no respecter of person. And if he's given me a gift and put me in a position like Colossians 3.23 says, whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord, not men. Mm-hmm. So, yes, they may have expectations for me. They may they expect me to do certain things or reach this height. But it's God's expectations that we have to look to. And and I know it's a battle sometimes because you, you have people hating on you uh you didn't do this and you didn't make it here and mm-hmm. and all that but if that wasn't his plan or his purpose who are you trying to please man of god mm-hmm. i think it works the same way in return i think that we all have these certain expectations too of other people and and we have to realize as well that it's not our expect- expectations that need to be fulfilled but god's um and I think when you understand that, when like you're in a re- in relationships, and I don't mean like just relationship like with the, um, your significant other. I mean like all relationships, like it's father daughter, or well, in my case, <laughs> or you know, like parental relationships or friendships or any of those things. I think I've learned over the years, and um, also just by reading my relationship with God that having expectations of other people um, to do exactly what you want them to do is not realistic. You're not going to feel fulfilled when they do them. You are not going to um, necessarily in every circumstance be appreciated by them because you have this expectation for them to fulfill something that you need. And, and we don't, get that from other people so how do you deal with situations where someone may not be reaching your expectations in any aspect of life like what do you do what do you go through well one if i have expectations i try to look at them and say why do i have these expectations of this person like if i for instance with you um oh boy I was about to say, hold on, let me turn her mic down. (laughs) No, but for instance, with you, I feel like in a lot of situations, women get into their marriages and feel that you have to provide, and and maybe that is what you're supposed to do. But 
I have learned to not have that personal expectation to not try to put that pressure on you because I don't want that to become a strenuous place in our relationship. I know that you understand your role um, in our relationship, but I never want to overpower what God has planned for you. I don't want to push my expectations and it not be what you actually need to do. I stopped expecting a lot of things out of people. I don't know if this is terrible. This is me being completely honest. I don't because I feel like in this journey, people are always going to say one thing and do the other. Like, Ayla, I think our relationship is different. You know, I do have some expectations, I guess, but I don't hold it against you. But like other people, I just don't expect anything out of them anymore. You know, it's just easier for me to go a different route than be like, oh, you didn't do this. And I don't know if that's right or wrong, but that's just, I think that's, that's me being real. Like I just, if I, like for instance, uh, working on a new, on a concept and um, this concept requires me bringing on people to work with me. But if they not doing it, I just keep moving. Like I don't expect, after that, I just let it go. Like if they don't do what they're supposed to do in that situation, what, you know, the original expectation was I just keep moving. I don't know if that's right or wrong. Like do and I don't know, this might be a counseling session for D now, but do I address those situations or do I just be like, you know what, I'm going to just take it on and, and or go find somebody else that could do it? Well, you mean somebody's not meeting your expectation? Yeah. As an but, employee? Yeah, as an employee. Yeah. I, yeah. Like, <clears throat> as just in in life. Because right? at that point, it's a responsibility, not necessarily an expectation. But I'm expecting them to get it done, so I'm not doing it. And then if they're not doing it, do I just take it on and do it myself? Me? I I don't. I have a conversation about about it. Because if it's known, the the expectations of a certain position, a title or what have you, if they have that, they know those expectations, they're supposed to meet those if that's a requirement of the job. But is that a contradiction of what <clears throat> we were talking about? No, I don't. I don't think so. Um, I think the difference is, is other people expecting you to do or reach a certain level in life. That's different from a person working on a job and having responsibility, right? Okay. Yeah, I feel like the, there's responsibilities <clears throat> and there's expectations as well. Like that, I feel like as an employee, it's lined out like when you sign up for it that these are your res- specific responsibilities. Mm. If you were to expect them to do more than their job, I think that's when maybe you would get into that gotcha. that phase there. That makes sense. I think here's a challenge: is if they expected someone like the guy who didn't put in for the job mm-hmm. and they had expectations of him working this job and he get into it and they didn't meet those expectations to a certain level, but yet he's working in that position mm-hmm. doing the best he can and achieving and mm-hmm. being successful, but they wanted him to even work at a higher level. Mm-hmm. That is a different conversation. Now, as a Christian, there's certain things we are expected to live. Mm-hmm. Our lifestyle is expected to be a certain way based on God's word, not necessarily ours. I think the challenge we have is 
when we go to the other Christians say, you're supposed to do this or you're not supposed to do this, but yet you don't bring any word to back that up. Mm -hmm. Therefore, it's now your opinion and your thoughts. Versus a fact. Versus God's expectations. We're supposed to live out God's expectations and hold each other accountable for God's expectation. Mm -hmm. So if I come to you, uh, like the like the Pharisees did, they put so much on and cried on so much of the other people, like they did in 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 um, <clears throat> Matthew seven. That that's why he said, "Look at the speck in your eye," because they were putting these expectations on, but they yet, but they wasn't doing them themselves. So it's about God's expectation that as a Christian, we should live that out and hold each other counsel, accountable for that. But it, we have to be careful because we're human and we'll come like, you're not supposed to do this. You suck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but I was like, maybe that ain't my gift. Like, you know, people talking about me preaching and stuff. I'm like, mm-hmm. that's, I don't think that's my gift. You know, and I'm not going to let them push me and move me into that. Mm-hmm. You know, when I understand that God is calling me to preach. I would do it there, but I don't feel he's calling me to do that. So how do you, if you're sitting, if you're sitting back and you're seeing someone who may have a gift, how do you guys confront that person about a potential gift that they have? And do it like someone uh, did with me. They said, hey, have you ever thought about. You come out with questions. Evangelism. That's what they asked me. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I'm not evangelist. Or, or, um, getting on the, um, um. Not the evangelism team, but the uh, man. I lost my missionary. Who are you talking about? No, um, evangelism team asked me about evangelism team and and teaching, and I was like, I ain't no evangelist, and I'm thinking like Billy Graham and Coliseum type. Like, but he said, you're already doing it. Mm -hmm. He said, you're starting Bible studies, you're leading Bible studies in that. Yeah, And, and so. They saw that in me and saw the gift in me before I saw it in myself. I had to read, study, and then apply it and develop it. Yeah. It's actually funny you said that in the church service we was at today, the pastor said that um, everyone like has their gift. You know, you're going to have your spiritual gift, whether you believe in Christ and that, and, or not. Like Some people just don't realize that they're practicing their gifts. But the people that truly love God are the ones that are uh, bearing fruit. Mm-hmm. And I think that's similar to what you're talking about, but that's still, yeah, um, that has nothing to do with how to c- converse with someone. Well, <laughs> well yeah, name, it's but, help them to yeah. understand that because the spiritual gift and then the fruits of the spirit yeah. is what he was talking about. Yeah, and so you have to line up with with, with scripture, and and I know that's fearful because it was fearful for me, for me to stand and teach, and and people ask me. How is it that I can teach and I didn't grow up in a church and I didn't grow up in a house with a Bible, but yet I can teach, mm-hmm. you know, and and so you can't allow other people to pressure you in that. You have to go with us says the Lord. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what what we did. You see that with 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 Paul and, and he talks about that um, in Acts 15 and he talks about it in in second Corinthians eight, you know, all the different things, uh, they expected him. They didn't expect him. They expected him to be this great orator to mm-hmm. be able to speak command, uh, the church 
And they was like, they were unimpressed. He was mm-hmm. like, but he came with nothing but Christ and him crucified. Yeah. And they expect him. That's like with Christ. They expected him to come as a warrior. Yeah. Riding a horse with armor and, and all that. He came on a donkey. donkey. <laughs> it's like in you know? uh, the movie Black Panther when they're like, this is your king? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is this your king? Yeah. You know, and so in, in Christ, he was fulfilling what the father had sent him to do, not the Pharisees expectations. And, and our listeners out there, you have to look to what God is having you to do, because if you try to please man, like it says in, in, in Galatians, it says you would not be a servant of Christ. Yeah. I'm kind of glad we got this podcast. And this is why, because. Sometimes it's nice to have like a refresher or a conversation just to check yourself to see where you're at and, mm-hmm. and check. I'm like, you know, this week, this week was a good week, but it was just a lot of thinking going on. Like, what what needs to be done next? What do I have to do this? I said, like, I set goals for myself. I said, at this point, I want to do this. And I had goals with uh, no negations and goals with the gym. And I came short on the one in the gym. And the one with no negations, I came way short. And I had these different expectations for myself. And But this is kind of like a check. But it's like as long as I'm doing things, not necessarily to check things off a checklist, but to do it to glorify God, some things may come. Or they may not come. But... I know that if I keep God first, the right things are supposed to happen. And so that's why I'm kind of glad we got this podcast because I know, like, we have been we get some people commenting and reaching, especially over the Susan, the Susan episode. We had a lot of feedback over that. But we get people checking in, like, oh, this was re- refreshing or um, I needed this. Or like you said, when you're talking to the guy and, you know, you sent them a prayer, he was like, this is right on time. Sometimes it's like that. And I don't know about y'all, but it's like that for, like, me sometimes when we come in, we just have these conversations. I'm like, dang. Maybe I got to go back and reevaluate some things. Mm-hmm. Well, sure. I think I said that on the Susan podcast. Was it the Susan? Yeah. Another. I was yeah. like, I think yeah. I need to. Because when I when I was, when we were talking about First Corinthians chapter five. Yeah, then, and then mm-hmm. again on the on the moving one, the one this past week one, or the two weeks ago. Yeah. Yeah. I had um, someone reach out to me from um, the Veterans Business Opportunity uh, Center. And they want me to write my bio because they want to do a feature article on me, you know, since I went through the training and, and all that, what I'm doing now. And and I just as you did before, and I'm thinking about where they expecting me to have this huge business and be doing all this and all that. And I was thinking, no, I just write it and tell them what I'm doing. And that's it. And so they'll decide if they want to publish it or do it or whatever. But. When you try to meet somebody's expectations and try to impress them and stuff, I think you'll lose sight of your purpose. Well, what was the situation where someone expected a lot out of you and you did not deliver? <laughs> I didn't, that sounds terrible, but that's not what I really meant. What was the situation when you like someone has so de- so many different expectations on you? Um. I don't, I don't know. I, I, I guess because my accomplishments in uh, martial arts, they expected me to be on the big screen and mm. you know a martial arts movie star. And you know, although I am in one movie that's coming out this year, but 
Keep plugging yourself. <laughs> Where you ass. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, I guess, you know, I guess that's it. Um, that would be something that they expected me to be like Bruce Lee in the movies. And, uh, but I, I, I don't think I ever had a aspiration to be a, a actor or a movie star. Yeah. Um, I don't know if this is too much, but I hate when I talk to people and I tell them that like I own a company mm-hmm. and then they're like, oh, you got a lot of money or like you do this <laughs> and that or you can go and do whatever you want. Like, no, it don't. It's not. No, yeah. I'm not there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, they don't they don't understand business. And and so I think the biggest thing is that we as followers of Christ um, in dealing with one another, that we we are on one accord and have love for one another and and support each other's in their gifts um, because everyone doesn't have the same gift Mm-mm. or call to the same ministry. And, and some people think just because you can talk, well, you need to be a greeter. You need to do this and you need to do that. And how do you know that, you know? And how are you going to fulfill that? And are you doing it to please God? So where's the point where, like, <clears throat> it's no longer confirmation. It's just people just telling you what to do. Or is that a point? Is there a point where it's like, oh, this is not someone trying to confirm something, but it's just them telling me what to do? I think with that stuff, I feel like if it is brought to you several times, it is confirmation. But I think what the actual expectation is, is that person thinks it should be done on a timeline. They expect it to be done on a, on a, a, a timeline that they have in place or that, like... If I go to somebody and I'm encouraging them with something that I have felt that I needed to to tell them, like it was laid on my heart by God to tell them, <clears throat> I go and I deliver the message because that was my job in that. Well, how do you know is God prompting you to do that? I just feel like once you get to a certain level in your faith, you you can discern when it is God. And I feel like I have been at that point several times where it's been persistent like something in me just says, do it, do it, do it, do it, like over and over again. So why would um, it, oh my bad, go ahead. But I think, like let's say my friend, my friend has like, um, I don't know, like I, I see a gift in her that God has placed and I and I need to tell her. I'm Like it, it's in me, it's been put in me for however long to tell her and I haven't. So I go and I do it. But that's it. Like, that was my job in that circumstance, was to tell her, do I need to expect her to act on what I told her right now? No, that wouldn't be my job. That's not what, that wouldn't be my concern. Um, Because I don't know that timeline. God does. I feel like it could also be a contradiction. Why? Because aren't we supposed to check? So if this person is a believer and they're, and they're recognized that something needs to be done. They got confirmation for you that something needs to be done, but they're not doing anything. Wouldn't it also be your job, too, to kind of check them to be like, hey, how's things going? Or like, hey, like, how is this ministry or whatever going? Like, wouldn't that be a part of your role, too, as a believer, talking to another believer? Um, 
I think quite possibly if God is pulling you to do that as well. But I think that if we're to to deliver a message, that was our job. And if he says to come back and do it again, then that's your job again. You know what I'm saying? I don't feel like it's like... Unless he tells you to go in and check and make sure that she's doing it, then then like I... I feel like if that's the case, Paul wouldn't just send letters. I mean, Paul would just send letters (coughs) instead of just showing up. But Paul sent letters on God's already in place law and his observation of what is going on. And they were being disobedient. So what did Paul do? He pulled up on them. Well, my question is a little deeper. How do you know that's God that's prompting you to tell them and not the devil? Because in Matthew 4, the tempter came to Jesus, tempting him, said, you know, bow down and worship me and I give you all this, you know, turn these rocks into bread and this. And, you know, but he did that, but Jesus didn't fall into that because he said, this is what the word says. Yeah. So that's how what I'm asking you. You saying if if something happened a couple of times, that's confirmation. But how do you know that's not Satan or his demons prompting you? And it could be taken. How do you know that's taking them in the right direction? Well, if it is something that's not in line with the word, I would automatically discern that that is not from God. Okay, so that's the key. If it's line, what it was prompting you is lying with the word, then you go to them. Because that's what you just said. You said if it's not in line with the word. Yeah, like if somebody came to me and was like, hey, <laughs> or I, <laughs> it's been on my mind that like, they needed to go do some type of work that I know is not aligned with God. I'm like, why would I be having that thought? No, even if, if what you're prompting them, well, you, you were talking about a friend and mm-hmm. what you told them, something prompted you to tell them. Yeah. How do you know that's from God and not the devil? By checking it by the word. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. But she, she said she used an example of something you know, doing some work that's in, not in line with God. But even if I, if I came to you and say, D, I think you should preach. I think you need to be a preacher. Well, what prompted me to do that? Where did that come from to tell him to do that? I because would then pose the question, how do you know it's not from God? That's my that question circum- to you. No, but that's my question back to my you. My answer is the word. <clears throat> Like right. I, I know, but he's saying if it's that vague and it, and 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 you have this thing that it's coming to tell you, this person should preach. This person should preach. This person should preach. No, I'm speaking if, about what you said to your friend, whatever that was. I don't know what it was that prompted you, and you said to give you confirmation. I'm like, is it confirmation because it you were you thought about it twice, or what? What prompted you to say that? And how do you know that was from God to move you to say something to them? Be- oh, I see what you're saying. Uh-huh. Oh, well, okay. I see what you're writing in the story now. Okay. Yeah. I I feel like at this point in my faith, um, I feel that I can discern very easily, but it's from experience and going back and checking um, previously if I've had communication or I felt that I've had communication from God and seeing and checking where it is in the word. Yes, I think that's it. Okay. But 
at the same time, it's like what <clears throat> this is a thing that comes up with a lot of people that talk about like hyper spiritual people that always claim that, you know, this is from God or this is from God or this is from God. And everybody's like, well, how do you know it's from God? But how do you know that's not? And so that's another question that I have in that circumstance, like in the example that you brought up of telling somebody that they're meant to preach. If that is laid on your heart, how do you check that by the word? I think it's easy because in the Bible, it gives a description of what each gift is and what makes up each First gift. Timothy. And like it says in the Bible, we're all distributed gifts. Mm-hmm. So whether or not you believe or not, you have the gifts. So if you're already doing a lot of this stuff, and then you go back to the word and say like, oh, this is exactly what I'm doing. And then this person is like, oh, you should be encouraged to preach. Maybe you should look into that a little bit more. Now, if it if you go by the word and if it doesn't, then you know, okay, this may not be it. But I think that's the easiest way. So because like, like I always say, anybody can tell you anything. But that's why I go by everything in the word. So like people have told me that I should preach. People should told me I should teach and do this, all this other stuff. But when I go to look at the spiritual gifts in the, in the Bible, Mm-hmm. Some of the stuff that I'm I'm reading it doesn't line up with the things that I'm doing. So mm-hmm. it's not that it may not happen. It's just like right now this may not be it. So I think that's the easiest way. It's when someone tells you something, it's not like you just throw it away. It's just that you check it by the word because God gives but you a whole outline. I'm talking about of being the person that's delivering, not being the per- person that was delivered the message. This the same thing that he said. In the beginning of the podcast, he said the difference between uh, talking about the difference between Christians is that some people sometimes tell you stuff, but don't bring the word behind it. Mm-hmm. So if you're tell if someone tells you something, they bring the word behind it. OK, so in the Bible, it talks about this, this and that with the <clears throat> spiritual gifts. You're doing this, this and that. It's right there in the Bible. Mm-hmm. And then it's something you may be able to consider. But if it's just like, oh, you should do this, you know, maybe not. No, I'm talking about. As a de- as the person delivering them, okay, you you got put on this vague vague message. This person should should preach. Yeah, but I will bring the conversation. Like, I, so if it's if I'm so if I'm coming to you, I'm like Ayla, you should do evangelism. I will come to you and be like, look, this this and that is no, what people. I know, I know what you're saying. This this and that is what you do with evangelism. After that, it's on you. No, I'm not talking about that. I'm not talking about the deliverance. What's making of me it. come and tell you? I get that. But it's not about that. It's about what you do with that information. So every anybody's going to come and say anything to you. Could that, that is not what I mean. What I mean is you get a communication from God. Mm-hmm. That not questioning how to deliver it. Questioning if that communication is from God. If you get it laid on your heart to say to tell somebody you should preach, that's it. Mm-hmm. Th- that vague message. You need to tell them they should preach. Mm-hmm. What is the question that is like that is this from saying. God yeah. or not? He why? needs to check that message. Yeah, yeah but why would that matter what, to her? Because if she's <clears throat> doing everything she needs to do, if she's checking right. it, why would that matter to her? Well, first no. John one four. First John one four says, "Do not believe every spirit, but test the spirit to see whether they are from God." Yeah. So even if I was right. completely wrong and I went to her, right. if she's checking anyway, she's going to be fine. Yeah, but so that was would, never what we were talking about. Yeah, we're yeah, talking about. I never talked about that. That's yeah, but I'm saying. talking. We're talking about yourself. Okay, we're talking about yourself. If someone comes to you with a message, and that's fine. Like we're talking about. You that's know, you not should. What I was. Yeah, talking I know. About. We're talking about. Yeah. You just asked me a question though about it. But that, 
that wasn't my that that wasn't answering my question. Is my point because that's uh, not what I was talking was, about. How did you know that it wasn't from God? Yes, that's, and that I, was my question. And you're explaining to me how to tell somebody else. <clears throat> no, and it, but he, no. he's saying he's <laughs> saying regardless if the message when you bring it whether from God or not, the person you're delivering it to needs to check that. So then that contradicts <clears throat> the original thing of how do you know God is speaking to you? No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. It not does if not. you're checking it by the scripture. It you're doesn't. checking every spirit. Regardless, it's like, <clears throat> okay, if I get a, a thought in my head and I just come to you and I don't check it, okay, mm-hmm. I'm wrong yeah. in that situation. That doesn't change the fact. But if we're all doing our jobs of checking the scripture anyway, it'd be okay. So like, if I check this, if I don't check yeah, the scripture, when I come to you. that is contradictory. What you just said is contradictory. Put to, it like this. If, it's not if contradictory. I get a, if I get prompted to do something to tell either one of you, I'm going to check it before yeah. I get yes. it to yeah. you. Yeah, yes. and, that, and that's what I'm talking about. That right I, there. I know. And stop, stop right there. Stop right there. I know that. That's how you're supposed to do it. But if I don't check it, say I don't do it. I'm in the wrong. I get a thing in my head and I'm like, all right, I'm just going to go tell them. And I don't check it. And I go tell you, mm-hmm. if you're checking by the scripture anyway, if you're getting confirmation from God and using it, it then, doesn't matter. Then why do I need to check in the first place if it doesn't matter? You have to check. You have to check. But that's what I'm saying. Why is the, What you're saying is if you're wrong, it doesn't matter anyway. So, like, that is <clears throat> what I'm saying is contradictory to checking it. No. Ayla, what? <laughs> no. No. It's okay. Uh, think of yourself as, am, on a personal I am not, level. I, yes. And I understand that I need to check the word. I'm not yes. saying that. I'm saying that in this specific argument, that if you're telling me that it doesn't matter, no. If I check the word because that person is going to check the word anyways. No, I'm then saying why? that you don't know what the other person is doing. So if I come to you, you don't know what I did. You don't know if I checked it or not. That's why it's always important for you to check the spirit. But in me, like if I if I sit here and I get something in my head and I don't check it, I'm wrong. And I go to you, I'm still wrong. Mm-hmm. But if you check it, if you're checking the scripture and getting confirmation from the scripture, from what God is telling you, it doesn't matter. For you, it doesn't matter. For me, it still matters. Like, I'm still wrong. You okay, said, well, he said it won't talking. lead you in the wrong way. That's what he's saying. Yeah, because I, you're checking it. You're checking whatever he said, whatever he did before delivering that message. If you check the scripture, it won't lead you or prompt you right. or uh, you abide by his expectations. Because you're checking the spirit. But he's he should be checking the spirit before he delivers that message to you. That's yeah. what he's saying. Yes. and But that was where my question was. It yeah. was in the person who is delivering, not the person who's receiving. So that's why I was confused as to what you were, like how you were answering that question. That's why I brought up because that wouldn't matter to you. I'm not talking about me. I know. Yeah. Well, but what that person does, that wouldn't matter to you. I never was talking about the other person. That's why I'm confused. I'm talking about the the person who is delivering the message and their relationship with God. Like that is what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about their relationship with the person they're delivering the message to. Right. You're talking about when you said it's a confirmation because you thought about it twice and you tell them. Like I'm talking about like. I know. Yeah, like how do I know between me and God, not another person? Did we not say that you check it by the scripture? Yes, yeah. but it was the whole thing was he said. <laughs> he said, "How do you know it's from God?" And my question was, "How do you know it's not from God?" And when we know, when we, I said, when the question was, "How do you know it's from God?" It was checking by the scripture. But then he came up with an example that was like, if you're praying, if if you were to tell somebody you're a preacher, 
and you get that vague message, how do you go to the Bible? My whole question. And then was, I answered it by saying that you the the Bible has a blueprint of what the gifts makes of make up of. And First Timothy, yeah, they three. make up. You go in there and and go in there and read it. But the next conversation we got into was like, oh, this person. What if somebody tells you and then they don't like all that other I stuff? I never got but the into answer, that the, conversation. I was always stuck on it the was, first one. It was it was yes, but that's how conversations work. Like, look, I explained it, it and I he, went into another conversation about it. Like, it was more than just just me talking about that. I talked about multiple things in that segment. You're just tying on one side of it. Yeah, he had, he had he I had multiple he said, thoughts in that when he said. When you said how you know it's not from God, and he said check the scriptures. Then he said, but by checking the scriptures, you'll be okay. Because if if you check the scripture and you say, hey, that's not for me, you'll be okay. But he's wrong because he didn't check the scriptures before he delivered that message. That's what he was saying. It was a whole thought process. It wasn't <clears throat> yeah. just me isolating one thing and just I got bringing on another conversation. Saying. I yeah. got what you're saying. But he went beyond that. He answered it by saying check the scriptures. And then he said... If he didn't check the scriptures. I, I had more questions on that okay. specific thing. So that's yeah. why I wasn't moving on from <clears throat> it is because I had more questions like, okay, check the scriptures. That's, that's, that's. But you also said that I was contradicting myself. At, so you didn't ask a question after that. You just said I was contradicting myself. Okay. Well, if you want to have a conversation outside <laughs> the podcast, I think that's fine, but I don't think everybody needs to hear it. <laughs> but to answer the question. Before you deliver a message, you should check the scripture to see if it's from God and that you're delivering that message. And when you receive that message, you need to check the scriptures to see if that's from God, because that's what the word tells us. Um, because how many times in scripture we see people um, delivering messages? It wasn't from God. And and Paul and say, you know, we had to girls saying that these men are from God and shouting out this and they were making money off of her, you know, you know, spiritual reading and all that stuff. You know, you have to check everything by the scripture because you don't know, you know, Satan is crafty. He'll prompt you to do stuff and you got to check it by the word. I just seen situations where like people would tell like anything and they're just like, you know what? Yeah, this is it. I'm gonna dive into it, and it should be completely wrong. And then, and then you, that could do something to the relationship of that person. You told me to do this. Their expectations was you are high, and you trying to meet their expectations. Then you said it's their fault. You got some skin in the game. Dang, they're really gonna put hands on me after this one. <laughs> mm-hmm. I never put hands on you like that. So wait a minute, like that? <laughs> Got her. <laughs> Got him, you. <laughs> Got me. Like, well, how do you put hands on? <laughs> what you mean? <laughs> right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, takeaways before we do that. Any takeaways? Um. <clears throat> Valuing God's expectations more than others and not letting it lead you into um, into things that are not in God's purpose for your life just because you're afraid of the repercussions of of the other people, how they'll treat you or how what they'll say about you or any of those things, making sure that what you're doing is in line with God. Research. 
I mean, um, study. You, you have to dig in and, and really search. If, if somebody's telling you to do something and those expectations, you, you, you have to really look at it and not just read it, but dive into it study because you're making a decision that can affect your household, your life or whatever that you're doing and your ministry. So it's important to dive into it. Um, I think my takeaway is also with yourself and your self expectations. Remember that God has a plan for you. So in Romans eight twenty eight it says, for we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good for those who are called according to his purpose. So like just because you may not hit something right in that moment or Something may not be going your way that God has a better purpose or bigger, bigger purpose for you. So just, you know, stay consistent. Keep leaning on God and everything always works out. Damn, Damn that was a dope conclusion. <laughs> it was OK. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you for tuning in to another episode of the No Negations podcast. Um, like always, make sure you like and comment. We love to see you guys' uh, feedback, um, especially on that Susan one. We got a lot of stuff on that one. Um, but also, check out our website at www.nonegations.com where you can check out our show notes. You can use the show notes for study purposes, um, whether it's one-on-one Bible studies, group Bible studies, or whatever whatever the case may be. Also, you can uh, check out our Seek God First apparel that's on our on our website, you know, order something for you and or a friend. And if you're in the Canton area, visit Blend, Blended located in Belden Village Mall. Uh, 30 plus vendors were one of them. They got a lot, a lot of dope stuff in there. But until next time. Deuces. <laughs>